Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Fresh Frozen Southerner podcast. My name is Jay. I hope all is well. I'm coming to you a day late. I'm actually switching some things up. I'm going to start posting on Tuesdays and Fridays rather than Monday and Thursday. I think that's going to work out a little better for my schedule. I'm a day late even on the new schedule because we traveled to Virginia to visit family over the weekend. And as a result, I did not get any show prep done. And so I'm bringing this to you a day late. I apologize, but while we're on the subject of me driving for hundreds of miles down 81, we always travel at night because the tractor and trailers are so bad on Interstate 81 and the traffic is crappy. And if you try to travel on Interstate 81 during the day, it is a shit show. I don't care what day it is, if it's the weekend, if it's a holiday, or if it's just a random Tuesday, going anywhere on that road is a crapshoot. There is a coin toss of a chance that you're going to get stuck behind a wreck, sometimes for hours. So we always travel in the middle of the night. We generally leave the house around midnight, and that puts me at my family's house in Virginia around 7, 38 o'clock that morning. This trip, and again, we're traveling at night, so traffic is very light. I spent a good deal of the time squinting because the jerk behind me had his brights on. And when I say a good bit of the time, there were probably 20 cars all totaled that had their brights on the entire time as they came up behind me and slowly passed me. And it's pretty easy to tell when somebody has their bright lights on because most modern cars have two separate bulbs, one for the low beam and one for the high beam. And when a car comes up behind you and all four of those bulbs are lit up, they're bright lighting you. Another way it's really easy to tell is when you're driving behind me and I can very, very clearly see the shadow of my truck, even in the pool of my own lights, you're bright lighting me. Now listen, people, I understand that you're under the impression that you are the only person on the road. And I know that low beam headlights are very dim right now. The government actually has mandated how bright the low beams can be and the pattern that they can throw on the road. They're not as bright as they used to be with the old sealed beam headlights, and the pattern is very small, and it is hard to see, but that does not mean you can blind everybody around you. I'm sure that this has not happened to you specifically, but when the people around you are blinded by your headlights and they can't see, that causes accidents. If you're causing accidents, you're costing people lives. Hopefully over the next couple of years, this problem will solve itself because there are variable brightness LED headlights that are coming out on the market. Several auto manufacturers are installing them in new cars. They work much better than the lights that we have now. The problem is, is as I said, the government mandates the brightness and the type of headlights, and these new headlights do not fit into that category. And in the infinite wisdom of our government overlords, they have simply said, this is not what we have agreed to, therefore you can't use them, even though they work better. But as I said, there are a couple of car manufacturers that have petitioned the NTSB to approve these for use on cars in America, so hopefully it will fix itself. In the meantime, my driving tip of the day is that your headlights are labeled as low beam and high beam. They are not labeled good and better. So take two seconds out of your busy day to think about the people around you and show a little bit of courtesy, please. 
All right, now let's move on to a more serious topic. The trial for Derek Chauvin has begun. In the wake of George Floyd's death, many cities, Minneapolis included, jumped onto the defund the police bandwagon. Now, Minneapolis voted in December of 2020 to reduce funding to their police force by $7 million. Nine councilmen actually pledged to completely dismantle the police force. Thankfully, cooler heads prevailed. That did not go through, but they did cut the funding by, like, say, $7 million. At the moment, Minneapolis has 200 fewer officers available for duty. Uh, Many retired or just quit following the George Floyd death and the riots that hit Minneapolis. Uh, They said there's a large number of those simply are on extended leave for PTSD or other medical reasons. But in the wave of, as the Minneapolis Star Tribune put it, a significant spike in violent crime, the city council has allocated extra funds to hire extra officers. Now, I've said before that I do lean conservative. I'm not a Republican, but I do lean conservative. So it might surprise you that I'm not actually against defunding the police. And here's why. I believe that people should be allowed to live their lives the way they see fit. Now, that includes if the city wants to do away with their police force, they absolutely have the right to do that. I like that idea for two reasons. Number one, I'm up for trying new things. And there's a chance, I don't think it's a very good chance, but there is a chance that these cities that are wanting to do away with their police force, they may actually come up with a better, more efficient, and more socially acceptable way to police their citizenry. And if that's the case, that's fantastic. That will help everybody in the country. I am very pragmatic, and I just feel like whatever the best way to do something is, that should be the best way, and let's go with it. Now, like I say, I don't have a lot of faith that these cities are going to come up with the new standard for policing their citizenry, but you never know. Nobody knows what can be done until somebody does it, and maybe these people will hit on something brilliant. You never know. It could happen. The other reason I'm for these cities defunding their police, if that's what they want to do, is because I'm a firm believer in having examples for people. I heard a saying one time that a good scare is worth more than good advice to most people. And I think that if we had a couple of cities in this country that did away with their police force and they looked like a bad day in Beirut in the 80s, maybe that would get a lot of these crazy ideas out of people's heads. Along with wanting to defund the police, something else that came up in the wake of George Floyd's death was a lot of people started talking about qualified immunity and wanting to do away with it. The basic idea of qualified immunity is that government employees have some protection against lawsuits and prosecution within the bounds of them performing their duties. Uh, In this case, police officers have some protection against being prosecuted if something happens in a situation as long as it is found that they were following accepted purposes and state procedures. Now, whether you are okay with the idea of qualified immunity or if you hate the idea of it, unfortunately, it is a necessary evil. I wish that 
this was my description of it. I'm actually taking this from a talk radio host named Mike McConnell. At the time that I heard him say this, he was broadcasting with a 700 WLW out of Cincinnati. But the way he described it is this. Police officers, a lot of them have college degrees in criminal justice. And then on top of that, they go to the police academy for one or two years, however long it is in their state. And then they join the force and they're working nights, they're working weekends, they're working holidays, they're missing time from away from their families. And when something serious happens, we expect them to walk into that situation where every other sensible person is doing their damnedest to avoid that situation. And if we do away with qualified immunity, also what we're telling them is, is after all of that and all the sacrifices you've made, and you walk into a high-stress, dangerous situation, and you make a bad decision in the heat of the moment, or maybe an accident happens and things go bad, you're going to lose your job, and you're going to spend the rest of your life in prison. If that was the case, we would have no police officers. Nobody in their right mind would take that job. So, unfortunately, police officers necessarily have to be treated a little bit differently than you or me would in a court of law. Now, obviously, they shouldn't have protection if they just like to pull their gun out and shoot wildly into a crowd. That's not what that's for. But we can't ask these people to go into these high-stress situations and say, you have to make the absolute perfect decision every single time. Which brings us around to the Derek Chauvin trial. I really don't see anything good coming in the aftermath of this trial. It seems like there's already some odd things going on. There is a woman that was seated on the jury, and they had a questionnaire that they had to fill out before the selection process began. On this questionnaire, this lady stated that she had registered to vote, specifically hoping to get onto the jury of the Chauvin trial. Now, I don't know anything about this woman, so I'm not going to try to guess which side she is leaning toward, whether she thinks that this absolutely should be a conviction or if she thinks that the integrity of the police force needs to be protected. But it is blatantly obvious that this lady has an agenda. And if I was the prosecuting attorney or the defense attorney, I would be incredibly suspicious of this lady's motives. I cannot believe that this lady got sat on the jury, but maybe they just simply didn't have a choice uh, in this day and age with the media saturation that we have. I'm sure that it's all but impossible to find a juror that has prior knowledge of the story, especially when it's as big as the George Floyd story was. But that's one of the problems that we're going to see. The media coverage on this was all-encompassing, and the media does not report what happens. The media reports what they want you to believe. All through the buildup of this, the only video clip that I ever saw on the news was just about 30 seconds of Chauvin kneeling on George Floyd, and there was a lot that went on leading up to that. And the jury is going to see evidence that we have not seen. I've heard leaks from the coroner's report, whether they're true or not, I can't say. But the coroner reported that George Floyd had a 
dose of fentanyl in him that was, I've heard, three times the fatal dose. I have heard that the bruising and the damage to the neck and esophagus that you would expect to see in a strangulation death are not present. I have heard that the coroner said that in any other circumstance, George Floyd's death had been ruled a accidental overdose, and that would have been the end of it. Supposedly, there's a portion of the video where you can see George Floyd take something out of his pocket and put it in his mouth and swallow it. From what I understand, he admitted that he took a pill, which, you know, the the difference between a possession charge and an under the influence charge is night and day. So that's that's understandable that he would do that. But did he take a fatal dose when he did that? Uh, On the video, you can hear him saying that he can't breathe while he was in the police car and while they were taking him out of the police car. There's just there's things that the media has not shown, but the way they portrayed it, you have a large portion of the population that is absolutely convinced this is an open and shut case. And it just simply is not as clear cut as what CNN wants everyone to believe. Uh, The end result of that is that an acquittal or a hung jury is a very real possibility. I do like that the judge is allowing the trial to be broadcast. Perhaps that will mitigate some of the outrage should he be acquitted or if the jury comes back hung. I don't think it's going to make a huge amount of difference because people believe what they believe and anything that agrees with them is obviously Moses from the mountaintop truth. And anything that disagrees with their preconceived notions is fake news and you're making that up. But I don't know what actually happened that day. You don't know what actually happened that day. CNN doesn't know, Fox doesn't know, MSNBC doesn't know. That's going to come out in the trial. But there is only one outcome that may possibly stave off civil unrest, and that is if Derek Chauvin is found to be responsible and he is convicted and sent to prison. And if he's guilty, that is justice. An outright acquittal or a hung jury will mean that Minneapolis and a lot of other cities in this country will burn to the ground. There will immediately be riots. And whether he was found not guilty by mistake or if he was actually not responsible for George Floyd's death, that's not going to matter at that point. The fuse will have been lit, and the mainstream media are the ones that are holding all the matches. Believe me, I've got a lot to say about the state of news coverage in our country right now, but I have enough to say that I think that should get a show to itself. Um, I plan on doing that very soon, but I don't want to get into that now. As bad as civil unrest and people dying in riots and property damage would be, in the long run, probably the worst outcome of this for our society at any rate, would be if the evidence points to not guilty, but Derek Chauvin is convicted because the jurors are afraid to acquit. And I'm not judging. If I was sitting on that jury and I believed that the evidence presented pointed toward a not guilty verdict, I would have to think very long and hard about writing not guilty down on that slip. Because 
I would understand, and I'm sure that the jurors in the trial understand too, that if this guy goes free, there's going to be a lot of destruction and a lot of deaths that follow in the wake of that. And the identities of the jurors are going to get out. So they would be making themselves and their families targets of violence on top of everything else. So there is a good possibility, at least in my mind, that even if the evidence points to a not guilty verdict, that he may get convicted anyway. And I understand that many people want retribution for what happened to George Floyd. It is human nature to want revenge. But if the evidence says that Chauvin's actions did not cause Floyd's death, then we can't offer up a sacrifice just to appease an angry mob. That is not justice. That is anarchy. And keep in mind, Chauvin has lost his job. Wife left him, which actually that was probably going to happen anyway, because just as soon as this story broke, his wife was on the news saying, I'm out. So I kind of feel like that that marriage was struggling along on its last legs to begin with. But Chauvin has already received a life sentence in the court of public opinion. He will go to his grave being known as George Floyd's murderer. And wherever he goes, he will be a pariah for the rest of his life. Time will tell if that is more than he deserves or the least that he has earned. But whether he's a dangerously unstable sociopath or just found himself in an unfortunate confrontation, the man has a right to a fair trial. But what we really have to keep in mind is this, no matter how the trial ends, or what the aftermath of the verdict is. The most important thing is that the major news network's ratings are going to go up, and the click-through rates on their websites are going to go up. And what do the lives and the livelihoods of the people of Minneapolis matter in the fact of all that ad revenue? All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for this evening. Uh, Once again, I hope you're enjoying the show, and I appreciate you sitting with me. Uh, If you are enjoying my content, I would appreciate a review and a share. And as always, if you'd like to shoot me a comment, just send me an email at freshfrozensoutherner at gmail.com. All right, guys, have a good rest of the week. Uh, I am going to try to pick a topic that's a little bit lighter for Friday's show. Um, I've had some pretty pretty heavy discussions the last few shows and i'm starting to depress myself but i hope everybody has a good week and i hope you will tune back in and have a good evening guys i appreciate it bye